Welcome, everybody, to the Pete Bean Pete podcast. And, well, you probably guessed it. That's right. I am Pete. In this podcast, we'll be talking about what it's like to be a Pete and what it's like for me to deal with things like aggression, depression, anxiety, and what it takes for me to just basically survive a day. And it's not always easy, but I managed to do it. So sit back, relax, and listen to one human talking to a bunch of other humans about, well, what it's like to be human. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Pete Bean Pete podcast. It's another week, and it's another episode of me talking about things that have been happening to me and what's been going on in my life and what's been going on with my panic, depression, anxiety, my PTSD, any of that stuff. So what I'm going to focus on this week is something that happened to me actually last week. And it's something that hadn't happened in a while. And it is a very, very uncomfortable sensation. And that is waking up in the middle of a panic attack. So let me kind of set the stage. I'd actually been sleeping pretty good for the last weeks. I'd been taking uh, sleeping pills, over-the-counter sleeping pills. And on the weekends, I'd been sleeping nine to 10 hours, which is amazing for me to ever sleep that long. However, during the week, I don't take the sleeping pills because of the fact that I go to work and I don't like to feel drowsy. And sometimes it takes me an hour to kind of wake up from the pills, you know, and kind of knock the cobwebs out of my head. So I don't like taking the pills during the week. However, what happened to me was that I fell asleep at around 1130 at night and I woke up at 515 in the morning and I was in the middle of a panic attack. And I mean a full-blown panic attack. The body was in fight-or-flight mode. I, had, I was sweating. I was shaking. I was... I mean, the worst thing is, is that when you wake up in the middle of having a panic attack, it takes a couple seconds for your mind to come around to what's actually happening. You know, and because of my issues and because I'm always afraid I'm having a heart attack or something, it takes 10 or 15 seconds for my brain to click through all of the rationalization of the fact that I wasn't having a heart attack. And what I was having was a panic attack. And I woke up smack dab in the middle of it. And it is one of the worst sensations in the world because, you know, you've just been kind of rocked out of your sleep by something that you don't really have control over and you weren't aware was actually happening to you because you were sleeping. So what happens when you wake up in the middle of a panic attack? Well, I can tell you what happens to me. First of all, I feel as soon as I open my eyes, I feel my heart is just pumping, 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 pumping. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is my heart pumping this fast? And then I realize that I'm shaking and I feel cold, even though I have the blankets over me. Obviously, it's because my body, being in fight or flight mode, is now taking the blood from my extremities, my hands, legs, and arms, and now trying to pull it into my body just in case a dinosaur comes and rips off your arm or leg, which is why we actually had fight or flight uh, mode. You know, that's the whole point behind that. It was because, holy shit, something bad is about to happen to me and maybe I'm going to get an arm or leg ripped off and let me take all the blood and put it into the main part of my body. So that's happening. 
But for me, I think the worst thing was I didn't know quite what was happening to me, meaning that I couldn't wrap my head around it at first, which is very uncommon for me because I'm at the point now with my panic attacks where I can break them down when I'm having them and I can lessen the effects and ride it out and realize that, okay, I'm having a panic attack. But the problem is when you wake up in the middle of having the panic attack, you're already deep into it. You know, it's not like you can, you've been working to hold off some of the things. You have everything at once. You have the whole nine yards going on at once. So I kind of looked up some information, you know, in my happy little book. And what I found rather interesting is that 45 to 70% of people that suffer from panic disorder will wake up with nocturnal panic attacks. And that's kind of funny because I've never heard a lot of people talking about that. And maybe it's because I've just never really listened or been looking in the right places. But if you have panic attacks, reach out to me. Tell me, have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night by having a panic attack? Is this something that happens to you? I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's the worst panic attack I can have at the moment because it's the panic attack I can't prepare for and be ready for. You know, there's no way of talking yourself down once it starts if you're in the middle of sleeping because when I wake up, I'm in the middle of it full bore and now I'm in the middle of fighting to keep it from getting worse and kind of start reeling it in, you know, going through the motions of, okay, I'm not having a heart attack. I'm not dying. Okay. It's just a panic attack. You know what to do. Okay. Start breathing, breathe slowly, deep in, deep out, deep in, deep out. Nothing bad has happened to you. You've gone through this a million times. And then usually I'll get up and start walking around because believe it or not, for me, if I'm sitting or laying down while I'm having a panic attack, it's not the best. Usually I like to sit up or I like to kind of walk around a little bit. It kind of makes me feel more grounded. I feel more, I don't, I don't want to say real because that's not exactly what it is, but I feel more grounded if I'm moving around a little bit or if I'm sitting up. And then I start going through the motions of, okay, you're cold. Why are you cold? Okay, you know why you're cold because you're having a panic attack. What should I do? Okay, let me throw the blanket over me. Let me try to warm up a little bit. You know, let me kind of crunch up a little bit. And then I realize, oh man, I was grinding my teeth. And then I feel it. I feel the pressure and the pain in my jaw because obviously the panic attack has been so bad and I've been so stressed and clenched up while I was sleeping while this panic attack happened that my jaw is now just, I mean, it hurts. The muscles in my jaw hurt, that my back molars are just screaming because I've obviously been just chomping down on them. And if this happens while I'm wearing my mouthpiece, so I have a a lower uh, mouth guard that goes on the bottom row of my teeth that I usually wear when I, not always, but usually wear when I sleep. And it's there to protect against when this happens. And thankfully, when it happened this time, I had it in and I probably put a hole in it which is that's how hard I was biting down on my teeth and just kind of gnawing it down, you know? And that was something that, I hate that feeling. I really do. I absolutely hate that feeling. 
And then the other thing is visually, you know, I realize when I'm having a panic attack that my eyes start darting around everywhere. You know, I'm looking here, I'm looking there. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking everywhere. My eyes are just nonstop motion, which is crazy because that's normally not how I am. You know, I can take in what's happening in the room slowly and feel comfortable about it. But when I'm having a panic attack, my eyes are darting all over the place because it feels like I need to take in everything. I need to see everything that's going on. What's going on here? What's going on there? You know, and the thing is, I'm by myself. You know, it's not like I'm waking up surrounded by people or I'm waking up in a strange setting. This is a place where I've woken up uh, hundreds of times, thousands of times. I feel comfortable where I'm at. And still, my eyes are darting all around trying to figure out, is something going to come get me? You know, is something going to jump out of the corner and out of the shadows and grab me and just go, (laughs) no, of course not. And the other thing about me waking up from having panic attacks is that it kind of, I I won't say it ruins my whole day, but it's definitely the first half of my day is going to be rough. Yeah, it's not like my panic attack is going to keep going, but I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm going to feel on edge. I'm going to feel tense. And sometimes it takes even a couple days after waking up from a really bad panic attack for me to feel really really, uh, relaxed, you know, for my jaw to feel unclenched, to just feel like, oh, everything's okay. You know, the shoulders start to drop a little bit, you know, you, you can sit up, you don't feel, you don't feel all tensed, you know, and sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes a day or two for me to come down from having a really bad panic attack when I wake up, which is the exact opposite of when I have a panic attack in the nighttime or daytime, because it seems like those I can just kind of ride out and within an hour, anything that, you know, any effects that they were having or that they had on me is gone. You know, I, I've I've pushed by it, I've pushed through it, and I've moved on with my day, and the panic attack doesn't have any lasting effects. However, when I wake up having a panic attack, those things stay with me the whole day, and sometimes even the next day, and that's the worst. I hate those lingering effects of waking up from those panic attacks because I used to have it all the time. Before I learned to deal with my panic attacks and control them and talk myself down before they got really bad, my used, uh, my panic attacks used to be so bad that I always had that. I always had the clenched jaw and the teeth and the anxiety and you know waiting and, and feeling the whole thing and just feeling tense, like, oh, it's just the worst. But thankfully, I've learned to get past all that when I have my panic attacks in the daytime and I can control them. When I don't and I have them at night and wake up from them, I've lost. And I don't know. I, you know, I've thought a lot about it and I don't know what I could do any different than I already do. You know, uh, I've cut down what I eat. I'm not having sugar right now. Uh, I'm eating a paleo diet and I'm doing intermittent fasting, which means I'm eating one meal a day and it's basically meat and vegetables. You know, some people call it the caveman diet. You can call it what you want. You know, I have done it for uh, 
on and off for the last, I don't know, eight, nine years, 10 years, 12 years, 13 years, I guess. At one point, I did it for 14 months and I lost almost 40 kilos without going to the gym, without doing anything crazy, just walking a little bit and then just eating. And, you know, not always doing the intermittent fasting, but doing it four or five times a week. And then eating good, not eating crap, not, you know, having the sugars and the caffeine and all that stuff, just avoiding that stuff. And right now I'm actually feeling good. I mean, physically I'm feeling good. And I mean, I'm recognizing that I'm looking different. You know, my jeans are a little bit looser in the legs and, you know, I've dropped about 3.6 kilos at this point uh, since the 1st of January and I feel good. And that's a good thing. It really is. It's a good thing. So that's also, I I was hoping that I would start sleeping better and that by sleeping better, that would mean that it would be, it would lessen the panic attacks and, you know, all that stuff. But unfortunately it, it just didn't, you know, I mean, at the moment sleep is still a big issue for me and, you know, waking up with a panic attack while sleeping is just, Oh man, I don't know. It's it's the worst. You know what I mean? It's the absolute worst for me. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I have I have no clue how to what to do. You know, I I don't know how to fight that panic attack. I don't know how to fight waking up having a panic attack. You know, I know how to deal with it. I know it's going to take me a little bit to deal with it but I don't know how to stop them or lessen them. You know what I mean? And that's that. That's a thing. So here we go. Here's something else I want to talk about, which is something um, I've been reading my anxiety book lately. You know, the anxiety answer book, cope with your anxiety. Love the book, love the book. But um, something I've read that was kind of interesting, you know, and I think it's something that a lot of people deal with with depression um, and a lot of people that deal with panic attacks, especially at the beginning, I think really have this issue. And that's basically letting your anxiety or your panic attacks or your depression limit what you do. Now, I know a lot of people, and I was one of them, you know, when I first started battling my depression at its worst and my panic attacks at their worst and their anxiety and things, I didn't want to leave the house. You know, I basically just barricaded in myself in my apartment and I didn't go to we go to work. I wasn't doing anything. I was I was an absolute wreck. However, something that kind of saved me from all that was my daughter. You know, I would go see my daughter every two weekends and you know, at that time she was coming to my apartment and hanging out for the weekend. So she I pick her up on a Friday and she'd stay Friday night, Saturday night and then go home on Sunday. And that was my one kind of break from my closing myself myself in the apartment uh, with my depression and panic and everything. And it's because I had to see my daughter. I wanted to see my daughter. I didn't want to sit in the house anymore. And I usually, usually pulled myself together and actually managed to do a weekend with her. You know, there were a couple times where you know, she came on a Friday night and she might've gone home on a Saturday because, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. It was, you know, my, my panic and anxiety was too much and I didn't want it to affect her 
or what was going on with her. So my point to all that was having my daughter kind of kept me from completely not having contact with people uh, for months and months at a time. But I just wanted to go over some things that people that have panic attacks and anxiety might avoid. And, you know, the first thing was, and I know a lot of people have that, is driving. It took me a long time to learn to deal with having panic attacks while driving. And I used to think that if I had a panic attack while I was driving, I was going to kill somebody or kill myself. And it doesn't happen that way. At least it hasn't to me. You know, and I know other people that I've talked to that have panic attacks that also thought the same is that, you know, you don't drive because you're afraid it's going to affect you. And in reality, it doesn't. And I've had plenty of panic attacks while driving and I'm still here, haven't crashed my car or done anything crazy like that. Now, here come the big ones, you know, going to grocery stores, malls, crowded rooms, movie theaters, restaurants, buses, subways, planes, all that stuff, you know, that stuff I still today have a hard time dealing with. And I know I've talked about it, you know, but I, if I have a choice between staying home on the weekend and eating and hanging out with friends in the, in the house, I would rather do that than go to some crowded place where I don't feel like I'm in control. You know, I would rather have friends come and hang out in the backyard on the weekend and play some music and, you know, cook some food and just enjoy being around people, you know, friends. Then I would go out to be, to go out and be surrounded by just a bunch of people I don't know. You know, that's just not my thing. Now, here is something that I find interesting, and that's bridges and tunnels. And I will say that bridges and tunnels have caused me to have panic attacks, especially tunnels. And especially last year when I was out with Massacre playing tour manager, uh, we were driving all over Eastern Europe and there were some, a couple times, there were some rather long tunnels. And I will tell you, uh, I think the one tunnel was something like seven or eight kilometers. And Right around the middle, I got a massive panic attack and I felt very uncomfortable. And let me tell you, I was looking for the end of the tunnel. I was looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. I was looking for the sunlight at the other end of the tunnel to know me, to know or to tell me that I was almost, uh, I was almost out, you know? So yes, bridges and tunnels, I will say both have caused me to have panic attacks and caused me to feel uncomfortable. And unfortunately, if you live in certain parts of the world, you can't avoid bridges and you definitely can't avoid tunnels depending on where you live at. So what are some other things that are on here? Elevators and escalators. Never had any issues with those. I know a lot of people have issues with elevators. For some reason, I don't. And I'm not quite sure why. I, maybe it's because a lot of them have music playing in it. You know, I can just kind of be beep, beep, doo, beep, doo, to whatever music Muzak is playing. Um, now, here is one. Traveling long distances from home. I will tell you a quick little story um, about Nine years ago, I for my birthday, I thought I was going to go to the 
North Sea, uh, actually the East Sea. The Germans call it the Ostsee. So it's up on the Baltic Ocean in Germany. And my plan was I was going to drive up there. It's about a seven-hour drive. I was going to stay in the hotel for the weekend and hang out up there. And it's cool. They have a big indoor pool and a spa and all kinds of stuff. And that's what I wanted to do for my birthday weekend. Well, believe it or not, I got up there and I felt so uncomfortable within the first like 45 minutes that I went down the reception and I told them, look, I'm sorry, I'm having mental issues. I can't stay here, blah, 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 blah. And they refunded me my entire weekend. I didn't have to pay for anything. My reservations, they refunded it to me all. And then I basically drove home. So I drove seven hours up there, stayed 45 minutes and drove back another seven hours. So I literally drove 14 hours. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was an experience. And I haven't had that feeling since. Um, generally when I go places now, I feel pretty comfortable when I get there. Um, going outside, walking, exercises, parties, definitely a huge no-go for me. Don't ever feel good going to parties. It's not one of my things. Drinking caffeine. Now that's funny because, you know, for me, Caffeine definitely, if I'm overstimulated from drinking too much caffeine, it will definitely trigger me to have panic attacks. I know that. So I avoid caffeine, uh, at least I have been now, and I have in the past avoided uh, caffeine. I've also been times in the past where I've just been chugging down soda like it's crazy, and you know that's absolutely horrible for you. But what I find kind of funny is in the context of this book, they consider that a negative but, you know, I mean, drinking caffeine, you know, it, it's, it's nothing you're going to, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't think drinking caffeine has ever caused me to have a panic attack. I mean, meaning I know that caffeine will overstimulate you and it will cause you to have a panic attack. I mean, I've never looked at a can of Coke and had a panic attack because I was holding a can of Coke in my hand, if you understand what I'm meaning. So Anyway, uh, look, we're sitting at 21 minutes, and I think I've done a pretty good job today talking about my panic attacks and anxiety and that kind of stuff. So on that note, I would like to thank you guys once again for listening. If you have noticed, uh, we got some cool merchandise coming, right? Got some Pete Bean Pete shirts coming. I've got some stickers coming. And we're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming up this year. Uh, we're going to put a lot of effort into pushing this podcast forward. It got a lot of different guests coming up. Uh, got some new guests, got some return guests, got all kinds of stuff coming up. So listen, if anything today I said or was talking about struck a nerve with you when it came to panic attacks and you're like, oh, I want, I need to talk about that or, hey, this happens to me, please, you know what, write me at petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. That's petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. Because really, because panic attacks have affected me in such a, a large way in my life, I'm interested to hear how other people um, have had panic attacks. What are, what, are, what are the things that have happened to you? How have you learned to cope with them? Or have you not learned to cope with them? Are you still battling them at this moment? Write me. Talk to me about your panic attacks. I'm really interested in that. That's the one thing. You know, depression, you read a ton of books about that. Anxiety, you read a ton of books about that. But actually, information about panic attacks is generally pretty slim. And I'm really interested in finding out and talking to other people who have dealt with panic attacks on a regular basis. So anyway, hit me up at PeteBeanPetePodcast at gmail.com. And I thank you guys for listening. And as always, look, we're just humans 
treat yourself good. And remember, it's okay to not be okay.